Good afternoon and welcome to the latest episode of Podcony, the Falcone podcast. My name is Dan, also known as Falcone. Joining me for this special episode, all about Halo 3 ODST, we have a former competitive Halo player. We've got Nighty. Hey, Nighty, how's it going? Uh, it's pretty good, man. How about yourself? Good, good. I'm really excited to talk to you and, and get into this and talk a little bit about uh, what's, go what's going on with Halo 3 ODST. But also, of course, joining me for this episode, we have, let's think of a good one, the... The dare to my buck. Does that work? Hey, Toby. Buck. <laughs> hey, do you know what? I had one that you said the other day, and you, and I cannot remember what it was, but I was like, that's perfect for the podcast. I got to launch it, and now obviously I've completely forgotten it. So that's no good to anybody. That said, I'm doing good. How you doing? You feeling good? I am. I'm feeling great again. Really looking forward to. I love talking about Halo. The like, recon to your vidmaster. The recon, sure, we'll go with that. I, I, I just, I love any opportunity to talk about Halo because, you know, Toby, I, I really, really, really like Halo. And I know, I know that, like, you know, people, yeah. you guys that watch my stream, I know that you're not necessarily super into it, but I'm hoping to, to build up some more people who are. But let's, let's get straight into this. Nighty, you have got early access to Halo 3 ODST. It's launching on PC. Yes, Hopefully in i'm guessing i think it's two or three weeks based on how that kind of last few games have gone there's an early access now how is it well i played a lot of odst back in the day so i'm it's easy for me to compare and i just think that the visuals look even better i mean that's the obvious one that you can really take away it's the first thing you notice but then you really start to get to feel how the mouse and keyboard works and it's so smooth like i think halo 3 was probably the best transition we had so far like a lot of people had some complaints about reach and uh and then in halo 1 as well but uh i think halo 2 did a darn good job with the mouse and keyboard and then halo 3 has just nailed it and now odst is almost perfect almost perfect okay cool yeah no i'll take that um, now, it, it also, it's not just ODST you got in your early access. You also had access to Halo 3 with a bunch of bunch of changes. Have you played much of that? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've played a lot of the Halo 3, the uh, initial Halo 3 before it was coming out. And now they're doing some changes with the hit registration to update uh, how the bullets are going to work with the projectiles. The projectiles are now going to be uh, working on a 30 hertz, 60 hertz tick rate. Uh, and, and they've really tweaked how that is going to be affected i think before I, I can't really say for sure but it was a much lower uh tick rate and that way the the bullets weren't updated as fast and the registration was really awful for people but now that we have seen this change there are people from australia who are playing against people from america and they're testing it out and on an american connection some australian an australian player named mint blitz has uh, shown that he can get an easy four shot without even leading a shot. So, like, it's a tremendous, tremendous change. And I, I'm so excited for this to be integrated into the game because it has been an issue for a long time now. We did see a, uh, a, good, a good bit of change once uh, the El Dorito game came out. It was Halo Online on PC for... I guess it was about five or six years ago. They've been working on it, and it was so cool how the bullets worked in that game. And now we're kind of seeing that in the Master Chief Collection, and finally it's going to be implemented in the next few months. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I saw the I saw a video on Twitter, which I'm sure you've seen as well, which was the, just a direct comparison on Guardian, where the crosshair is like just to the left side of the head a little bit. Yeah, right. It shows how on the on the old uh, on the old patch, it took a long time to kill, and on the new patch, it, it was it was much much faster. I think it, I think it was like a four shot. You think that's strictly a good change for the game then? Oh yeah, it's it's perfect. I think uh, a lot of people are going to be excited about it. The thing is, is that online gaming, online shooters in general. Um, they're, uh, you know, they're always going to have issues with shot registration. I mean, that, that's something you're not going to be able to avoid no matter what. The servers are always going to be different. Uh, the, the lead is always going to be a little bit different. So anytime that you speed up the shots uh, and, it, you know, with a projectile-based game, I think it's going to help because uh, that's going to allow for a lot less a lot less mistakes being made as far as the programming is concerned. Mm -hmm. and, and these guys over at the uh, <clears throat> over at 343 that have been working on the Master Chief Collection, you know, on the PC have been doing such a jam-up job. I mean, we've just been seeing improvements after improvements. If you look at the lists, uh, the lists are public. You can check out the Halo Insider uh, at halowaypoint.com and make sure to check out all of the work that they've been doing. Mm -hmm. And you see all the known issues for all the flighting and, uh, you know, everybody's been working hard on it. I was a part of the Reclaimer program, so I was I was doing a lot of the early testing. But then when it, once it reaches the public, the public does a good job at letting everyone know what the issues are, and then they're getting taken care of one by one. Uh, sometimes there's things that take a lot longer, like the audio issues. The audio issues seem to be something that are just really difficult. It took almost, I think, like three or four months before Reach could get fully fixed with its audio. Um, and I know that there's some issues with ODST's audio as well. Um, but right off the get-go, like I've been playing a lot of the campaign and the campaign has just been tremendous. I'm a big fan of the campaign. I love playing the co-op. I love playing the firefight. And uh, I can't wait to play some more once it's fully out and uh, play with all my buddies. Now, Toby, you, I know, are, uh, again, a little bit like me, a little, a little bit more casual than me, a Halo fan, but still... Uh, a big Halo fan, and I know that ODST yeah. is your absolute favorite Halo game. Talk, talk to you me know, about that. Yeah, I think Halo ODST came at a time just before, just as that kind of online multiplayer experience was becoming a more common thing, and it's like, it's the last good sit on the sofa with your buddies, you know, playing through till three in the morning with ordered pizza and that kind of thing. Um, and just that shared experience, four of you going it alone against, you know, going it against the Covenant in, in firefight mode, going up to those harder difficulties. There's something very nostalgic about that for me. That's something we did a lot, and it's something that I treasure quite, quite dear. And then <laughs> the, the story has its own reasons to, to just fall in love with it, whether that's the kind of, you almost have the opposite, where instead of being with all your friends, complete isolation a soundtrack that is you can't talk about ODST without talking about the soundtrack and talking about how phenomenal the idea of putting kind of synth with jazz to create this neon kind of almost psychedelic experience yeah. that you would listen yeah. to in the rain. It's one heck Just of a mood, that. isn't it? Like it, it is. It, they, no one else can pull that off. I've not heard it anywhere. And if you if you if you've never been interested in a Halo game or anything like that. I, I would almost say, like, give if you're not interested in taking on the whole saga, just give ODST a try. Because it oh, works wow. as both a standalone story, but it also <laughs> works really nicely in the context of, obviously, the larger story that's being told and as a yeah. pivotal, pivotal moment in that big, you know, epic. 
and it's just this small little thing. And I, I, I love the craftsmanship of it. I, I can't. I, I could just gush forever about the craftsmanship <laughs> of it. But mainly, it's sitting with you know, sitting with you, uh, Dan, and and sitting with friends and jumping on firefight and just having a laugh and trying not to die and waste our lives. You know, that's like the most exciting thing about it now halo 3 odst introduced firefight which we've you've seen it a little bit i believe horde mode and gears of war came first then uh, i'm talking back in the day here uh, and then odst came out in firefight mode and for those of you that don't know what firefight is uh, it's it's like toby said it's you and a few buddies in this in this little sort of arena you've got limited ammo you've got limited weapons and Ugh. you've got this onslaught of enemies <laughs> uh, in halo 3 odst you don't play as like a super soldier spartan you play as I kind of want to say just a dude. Like you're a little, you know, you're a marine with a lot of training, but you're not like super enhanced. You're just a dude, so you're not as powerful as you feel in the other games. And it's very much a case of like survive is the name of the game. Survive for as long as you can, and the more you survive, the harder it gets. And there's waves and rounds and sets, and and you know when you complete a round, your weapons re you get all your weapons back and everything. Uh, and it really is a question of how far can you get and. Uh, they did reintroduce Firefight in later Halo games. Halo Reach had it as well. But it didn't... I don't know how you feel about this, Nighty. It Reach's yeah, Firefight no didn't quite hit the same chord for for us. Uh, what do you think of, of Halo 3 ODST's Firefight? Well, the thing about uh, Halo in general was that it was based around a certain formula. And the formula was taken apart in Reach. Uh, now... I'm not saying Reach was a bad game. I, I actually really, really enjoyed Reach. I thought Reach was one of the best Halos there was, period. I think the story was different, not having ma uh, the Master Chief, just like ODST. Both games were having a different perspective. They had their own feels. Um, the multiplayer obviously was massively different. I just think uh, as far as the firefight was concerned, the biggest thing that was the change for me from ODST uh, to Reach was that you weren't Un allowed that unlimited feel like you could go as far as you wanted to where you could stay in there and it was just a true survival mode where it, it was endless like if you really really wanted to like make a day of it you and your buddies could go as far as you wanted to and that was just so cool to me uh and then in you know in reach they totally cut that out that you didn't have access to that mode anymore like it wasn't even possible to play that and and that was kind of confusing to me why wouldn't you have both game modes you know make a make a playlist where you only had like 15 minute games of firefight and then have the other one that maybe could only be played in custom games you know it just it was a little confusing to me and turned me off from the game mode i didn't yeah. play it as much in reach um, but boy, going back to it, an ODST is just such a treat. Uh, the, the, the guns too, like they're starting to implement the guns from ODST into Halo 3 and then they're dragging the Halo 3 BR, which everyone loves into ODST. So now you can use the BR as the, as the grunt, as the ODST, which you couldn't do in the original, which, yeah. uh, and then you can also put skins on them. So you can have skins on your BR and you can have skins on these, uh, uh, the new ODST weapons in the Halo 3 game, which one of my favorites is the Silence SMG, which is allowed to be scoped in, uh, which you have no idea where you're being shot from because it's not making a sound. And uh, that's pretty fun. And the registration's really good on it. It has really good range. Uh, it's just, it's just like you said, man, it is such a masterwork of de development. I think it was truly Bungie's... Uh, one of their their best for sure i i wasn't the biggest fan of halo 2 um 
I know that a lot of people are going to hate me for saying that. Uh, I was a huge Halo 1 nerd. Like, Halo 1 is my favorite game of all time. Halo 2 was a little bit of a disappointment. Halo 3 was kind of the same thing. I, I loved the Forge. I loved the theater. Uh, I loved a lot of the aspects that you're allowed to, like, uh, you know, you were able to develop your own maps. And, you know, that was great. But as far as, like, the base game, it just wasn't there for me. So when ODST came out, ODST really pumped me up. I was happy about everything about this game. And now it's got its remastered, its, re, you know, revisioning on the PC. And it looks more beautiful than ever. Like like you said, Toby, the, the neon feel going into the streets of New Mombasa, getting to read all the little nuances, the details of the posters, and uh, you know, reading the logs, and and just has a certain pace to it that's very movie-like. It's just the logs, it's tremendous. The logs are really fantastic. That for those of you who don't know, throughout the game, there's these little audio logs that kind of provide more context as to what's going on in the story of ODST and why how it all ties into the bigger halo universe and uh if you listen to them all i think going into the end you're like ah, oh, this makes sense because i have listened to all the logs and they're all hidden throughout the city and there's the, there's something so nice about you're you're in complete isolation in odst walking around new mombasa at night Right. Your only company are the aliens trying to shoot you, <laughs> and then these little audio logs. And the and superintendent. It, it, He's kind of company, right? You know? And it's listening to those audio logs, it's like it makes them a really desirable collectible because they make you feel a little bit less alone when you're, you know, at night in the dark with only a SMG and a pistol by your side. It's and a hunter oh. comes around the corner and starts following you into an apartment building. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, oh, a beam rifle just shoots out of nowhere, and you see the little dot on a jackal's, a jackal's helmet or something. Ugh. I think it's it's a good lesson in what happens to a video game where you make your protagonist feel less powerful, and how that can actually sure. be a real benefit. Because yeah, like it's terrifying. Um, Halo Three ODST is sort of an open world in between levels, sort of like. For me, it's like the right... I'm not a big fan of open world games, generally. To me, ODST gets it just right. Like, it's, it's open, but it's not, like, so expansive that I don't know where to go, I don't know what to do. Um, and I really like that. And you feel genuinely terrified when hunters come around the corner. It's like, I, I don't yeah. have the strength to deal with this on my own. No, you uh, don't. And, and that, <laughs> you gotta evade them. Right, right. And that is, again, it's kind of like, just bringing that back to Firefight briefly. For me, that's the difference between Reach's Firefight and ODST's Firefight. Uh, as you were saying, Nighty, it's more like a uh, more like an arcade game, Halo Reach's Firefight. It's like, how quickly can you sure. kill everything? How many points can you get? Mm. Whereas ODST, yep. it's, it's survive for as long as you can. Yes. And you're weak. And like you, you end up in this position where if if your squad mates are dead and it's just you up against hunters, it's like, how the heck do I actually kill these? But then when you, you gotta do clutch it, it and when, your whole team's watching you, and it's yeah, so yeah. much fun. And then when you do it and your team, because you finish the round and your team comes back to life, like oh, it's 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 so good. There is something very powerful about feeling weaker. And I think maybe a just a touch on Halo Five for a second. People obviously weren't a big fan of the many many armor abilities you get the spartan charge the ground sure. pound, you know, all of that kind of thing no. and, and maybe that's they need to take a lesson out of out of odst maybe they will for infinite it's like actually taking away some of these powers that make you feel so strong actually makes yeah. you a better experience yeah there is a there is a very big uh i think priority they have to put on balancing that uh and it's and it's a hard act to to, to do i mean it's really tough to to make that balance happen i mean you see it in games like 
uh, Fortnite. You see it in games like Apex, where you know it's a battle royale, and you th- they want to make you feel strong with the building and and, and having the shields. But they also you've got to be able to get you know taken down, and you got to be able to die. So there's that balance constantly. Like in games like Destiny, for example, they go full out making you feel like a god. And so you're almost unbeatable at certain at certain times because you're just you're rolling with it. You're getting your super. You're feeling like invincible. And you actually are. A lot of the times people will go in with weapons they've, um, you know, they've uh, been grinding for. And but in Halo, it's an arena shooter. So you've really got to have that balance. You know, you start with the same weapons. You start with the same opportunities to grab the power ups. And you got to have that feeling of, okay, I'm competing but at the same time, like I'm very vulnerable. Like I, I have that power, I have that capability. But but I can also die pretty darn easily. So having both of that is really good. And and another thing about that is that um, you know, we haven't had a battle royale, and a lot of people say we shouldn't. But I think that that's exactly the reason why we should is because we're able to go to the ODSTs and we're able to see exactly what it's like to be a vulnerable kill in the Halo universe. Why not just base the Battle Royale around the ODSTs? It doesn't need to be the Spartans. And maybe the Spartan can be an upgrade or like a, a suit that you can that you can buy and you can be a Spartan on the field as well as an ODST. Right. That makes total sense. Yeah. And obviously drop pods are the sure. key function there that, you know, kind of right? tells the concept um yeah but dr I, disrespect I like man he always is harping on it like the man he, the man knows development the man knows good games and he's always harping on it he's like man i, I i've been telling y'all i've been telling y'all halo's the best battle royale if they just make that it'd be the perfect game i i genuinely <laughs> think it would be but i also think that the, the the backlash they would get if they announced halo br like, like, if they were to, they're going to get backlash no matter well, yeah, what, true, Dan. But, but if they Dan, were, they're going to get backlash. If they were to announce that instead of having an arena multiplayer, it's just a BR, I think that the Halo community would go insane. Oh no, they've got to have both. Yeah, I mean, yeah. ha- having the free multiplayer is huge. I think, um, I think maybe they could sell their their battle royale. Maybe, maybe make it free as well. Make the campaign sixty. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. Microtransactions, whatever. But. Uh, you know, I think I think it really needs one. I don't think it needs to have one right out of the gate. I think they really need to take their time on it and make it as good as it can possibly be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you brought up the the free to play multiplayer, and I just, I want to we're, we're kind of uh, tan- going on a tangent here, but that's that's fine. I, I want to get your thoughts on this because uh, I it's had all Halo. I had pretty sh- an interesting reaction when I found out that multiplayer was free to play, and I actually okay thought of it as pretty much a bad thing. Um, oh because and maybe maybe i'm maybe i'm uh exaggerating in my head here how many people are gonna, okay. get, gonna get games pass but i feel like by the time the xbox series x is out and halo infinite uh-huh. comes out i feel like a lot of people are gonna have games pass anyway so i feel like halo is already free to anyone that's got games pass and so ma- by making the multiplayer free it kind of feels to me like an excuse to put a lot of microtransactions in it does that does that kind of make sense like I I can't uh, I don't know how many more people are gonna play it because it's free who don't already have battle pass at that point. But again, maybe I'm exaggerating how many people will end up ha- getting battle. Sorry, not battle pass. Getting games pass. 
Uh, I don't know. I think I think you might underestimate the aesthetics that people enjoy. Like these, mm-hmm. there's so many people that are just suckers for it. Uh, like sure. I don't want to call everybody a sucker because it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I think it's I great. Love it too, I just yeah. um I've I've spent many hours grinding to get a skin before and and it feels good. It's something to play the game for. Like I, I want to walk around the map with this special thing that you know really speaks to me, my personality, what I enjoy, and we'll get to see that on the pros too when we're watching our favorite players uh, in the esports. Yep. We get to see what skin they like to rock and how they design their Spartan, and uh, and we also get to rock our favorite teams on our on our guns and i think mm-hmm. i think all of that uh really will add up i think having it be this type of marketing model like Fortnite, and um you know what valorant's been doing valorant's obviously been killing it league of legends have been had been doing it for a decade i think that this is a, a tremendous model that 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 will be well, successful I don't, I don't see it bombing at all it's a little different for i i, I don't think it'll bomb at all i just what, what i mean is like as a consumer i feel like maybe this is a totally selfish point of view i'm gonna have games pass anyway so for me halo is free anyway but by officially being free it's like okay well, there's sure. gonna be a lot of my crit- but either way i'm the kind of person that's gonna spend my money on it because i like that kind of thing yeah yeah and i think it's gonna sell game pass big time i don't think mm-hmm. game pass you know game pass isn't free so it's no. uh you know it's gonna sell it by itself like halo is mm-hmm. is a is something that's driven xbox sales for for 20 years like it's the it's one of the lifebloods of the system obviously gears of war forza but hey, let's be honest, Halo is the driving force behind having an Xbox. It's basically a Halo machine. Now that it's on the PC, it's going to probably hurt those sales on, on that side a yeah. lot. Um, uh, as far as Game Pass is concerned, I guarantee that it, it's going to, uh, you know, with the campaign, because the campaign is going to cost money, yeah. it's, going to, it's going to sell Game Passes for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. And I, I guess the counter argument to, to what I've been saying as well is Halo multiplayer for free on Steam, that's going to bring in a lot of new players. Oh, yeah, you bet. I mean, that having it on Steam was a dream. It, that when I first saw Master Chief Collection on the store when it was, like, coming soon, yeah, yeah. there's something that hit hard same, there. Same. It's like... <laughs> It's like, this is it. We're moving in a great direction, and our trajectory is great. Our, our pacing is fine. A lot of people are getting anxious. A lot of people are getting antsy, and a lot of people are getting negative, but um, they shouldn't be. Honestly, I, I have the perspective. I've been in the uh, the Halo world since the day one. I was watching you know, when they were about to release Xbox, and I was trying to make my decision whether I wanted a PS2 or an Xbox. <laughs> And I have been through it all. I've never, I've never left. I've been here through the, through the bad times, and I've been here for the good times. And I'm telling you, this is one of the best times. This is when Absolutely. people are starting to really wake up to what content creation does for a platform, what it does for a game, and what it does for its esports. It feels like it really does feel like this year is the year of Halo. And I know Infinite being delayed kind of takes away a little bit from that. But even so, Halos two, three. Oh, sorry, CE and 2 and 3 and ODSC and presumably 4, all launching on PC this year, is crazy for Halo. Like, that's so... Oh, I know. It single-handedly... So I was a, a Mac user and an Xbox user. <laughs> okay. Until the announcement of Master Chief Collection coming to PC. Because I've been... Uh, you know, when a console's announced, the thing that drives it 
is the exclusive titles. And I've always gone in the direction of Xbox because of Halo, because the Halo games are on Xbox. And the moment they were no longer on Xbox, I went, oh, I can just turn my two machines into one machine. I'll go get a PC now. <laughs> um, and I literally bought my PC because MCC was coming to it. And on the off chance that they didn't do crossplay, I didn't want to miss out. And they on... haven't yet either. So you were rewarded for that eventually. I, uh, the, yeah, fun, the funny I, I thing is, that. is that he, he like snap bought a piece. As soon as this announcement happened, he's like, yeah, I'm going to buy the <laughs> PC today. And then there was like seven, eight months and before uh, before Reach then well, eventually well, came I, out. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well, I better sell my Xbox while I can get the most value out of it. And so I ha I've had the last year Halo-less. And it's been the only game that I've not been <laughs> able to play. Um, and then obviously MCC coming to PC. This is a year that Halo knew... And I think Halo's reputation over the last, you know, half decade, even decade, leaving from Bungie into 343, it's had its ups and downs. People have had very mixed opinions about 4 and 5 and where the story's going. And, you know, there's people who love Halo Wars 2 and the way that that looks in the story there. Oh, yeah. Not many people actually playing it compared to the main games and they're missing out. And it's all a mixed bag. And... Master Chief Collection on Xbox kind of flopping on launch a little bit with its connectivity issues. Uh, did you say a little? <laughs> <laughs> dude, okay. dude, it came out It came out on my birthday. I specifically remember oh, the day no. Master Chief Collection came out. It was 2014, wasn't it? That was the... That was it was, it, it so, was. So we were at university. Toby and I were living together at university. And we didn't, we didn't have uni that day. Uh, and it, it arrived in the post and we, we had some friends come over and we were so hyped uh, to play it, we were installing it and uh, just nothing uh, works. Matchmaking didn't work. I think we managed to get some Halo 2 campaign working. But yeah, that was, that was the only thing. That was it. That was the I, only thing that worked. I think that what this all leads to is, uh, and Master Chief Collection, you know, you've got to admire the ambition of it because they could have just said, hey, we're doing Halo 2 anniversary. That's it. See you, you know, in a few years for Halo 3 anniversary. They said, no, we're going to do Master Chief Collection, a platform you know, I think it was a little bit ahead of its time. Maybe it's you know that is an extremely good point that no one ever brings up when they yeah, mention it, how bad of a, a flop it yeah. was. Was that there is no other game in history? Let, yeah. Let's let's be honest. If you look at all the other multiplayer games, mm -hmm. you cannot find a single one that that crunches its entire franchise into one playlist. You, you don't. You don't see them. Yeah. They don't exist. Yeah. And, to, to uh, me, at the time, and obviously that's why. To me at the time, the fact that you could like queue for a matchmaking game and not know whether you were going to end up playing Halo CE 1, 2, 3, or, or 4. I love it. That's, it it's, it's so cool. Over 100 multiplayer maps on the disc. That is, that is insane. It's tremendous. Um, and then all of this, I, I think they knew that this year, this era, this new age of Halo with revising the Master Chief Collection and uh, Halo Infinite, they've got if they want halo to have a future and they clearly do they want infinite to be the platform going forward for maybe another decade this has to be right they have and yes. they're taking so much time there's so much care and oh you yeah can do that. i mean down to the fact that you can install which parts of the game you want to play that it's almost a guarantee that halo 5 will probably end up joining it down the line anyway the you know what? Why not? Let's why not? Let's have ODST's weapon in Halo Three because we can do that now. And yeah, we'll get the you know shot registration right. They are putting so much care into this. Um, yep. And you can just tell it's like the most ambitious video game project that exists. And they continue to do well up until Infinite's release, and then Infinite's hit. Halo will be a brand that is in people's brains for the next decade or two. I hope so. Yeah, I have a feeling that a lot of 
a lot of franchises are going to follow them in their footsteps with this kind of collection, uh, the way that they're doing it. I think that it's very smart. Uh, obviously, it's in, it's incredibly hard, and it was impossible at one point. But then they got the whole world to beta test it, and now it's working good, <laughs> and uh, and it's doing it's doing fine. I mean, we're really rocking and rolling, and uh, it would be cool to see like games like um, uh, you know, obviously Call of Duty. Call of Duty is like one that really comes to mind. Like having all five or four uh, black ops on one disc mm -hmm. or, or one little steam package for for 60 bucks being able to play all the campaigns being able to play all the zombies and play all the multiplayer i mean yeah. right there that right there sells itself you know and um i mean it's uh it, it's like you said very ambitious but it comes at a good time for Halo. I think it was the perfect timing where they knew Halo 5 would be such a long investment. Like, uh, it's still doing pretty well in our esports and on the casual end, too. There's a ton of people still active on it. So, Halo 5's not doing too bad for being a five year old game. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they knew they were going to have such a long time to work on both that they, you know, they decided to really kick it into gear and, uh, and I've really I have enjoyed it this past year, like you said, the year of Halo. Mm -hmm. I've been playing a ton of Halo Two. I've gotten more time into Halo than I've had in the past five years combined, Same. and and that's that's kind of incredible. Yeah. So so I mean I'm gonna be honest. I actually really liked Halo Five when it came out. I was I was super up on it. Yes, the story had issues. Let's take that aside. I actually thought the gameplay in the <laughs> campaign was fun, apart from the the fact it was forced co-op with with really dumb AI. Um, I, the multiplayer was fantastic. I, I loved the emphasis on esports with the arena multiplayer. I thought Warzone yeah. was a real blast. Again, Rex System was kind of a kind of a bit of a pain with the with the purchase packs and stuff. But otherwise, you didn't I like that, huh? no, not not so much. I didn't like how like by not spending any money, I I, I think I had one phaeton in the entirety of the time I ever played <laughs> Warzone. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, that was great. And the reason that I kind of, because I, I then sort of started to go off of Halo, is because I, I got into the world of, of streaming and esports. And, and yeah, I tossed my Xbox aside for, for a powerful gaming PC. Obviously, I couldn't play Halo on the PC. So occasionally, I'd go back to my Xbox and play some Halo. But as time went on, I was playing more and more on mouse and keyboard. My controller play got worse and worse. And it got to the point where I didn't like playing Halo 5 on, on what felt like, you know, a worse frame rate with a worse control method, etc., etc. Um, whereas now with the kind of, with Master Chief Collection coming out on PC bit by bit, it's been like, I, I probably had like a solid year or two where I didn't play any Halo at all. And now it's like this big rediscovery of this franchise that was always my favorite franchise. And now I can play it exactly the way I want to play it. And genuinely, each and every game release on PC just feel, I'm so excited for all of them. I'm really excited for Halo 4, unironically, which some people are making fun of me for. But I can't wait to play it again on PC. Um, I don't make fun of you for it, honestly. What? I think P uh, as far as the PC is concerned, I think Halo 4 might be one of the most optimized yeah, agreed. Uh, out of all the games on Master Chief Collection because it was the most optimized on the Xbox. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it actually ran the best. I mean, H2A felt pretty decent, yeah. but Halo 4, for some reason, it just it was like the it was the remastered version and it felt incredible. 
Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of the esports side of Halo 4, but on the casual end and uh, the campaign side, I enjoyed both of them. I thought yeah. they were decent. I, you know, they weren't they weren't improvements by any means, but they they also weren't so bad that I couldn't enjoy them. I, I really liked Big Team Battle. I liked how you can make your yeah. loadouts yeah. different. Um, you know, having the X-ray, the Promethean Vision, like. Uh, that that was kind of fun to mess around with when you're met when you're playing against people that weren't really used to you know how to counteract it. Yeah. So like you could just kind of troll them a lot, and uh, you know it was a fun game. And the visuals are just insane. Like the graphics are such a huge improvement from the 360 to the Xbox One, and now with the Xbox, uh, you know, with the upgrade of the Xbox, it looks insane on the 4K. And now it's going to look even better on PC, so I'm very much excited yeah. for it as well. And I would, I would genuinely like to see Halo Five properly coming to PC. Obviously, it does exist on PC. Oh, yeah. You can, you've got Halo yeah, yeah. Five Forge. You can, you can play a custom games browser. Um, but like, I, I don't know what, what your preferred method of control. Are you still an Xbox? Are you still a controller player, or are you a mouse and keyboard player now? Like, when I'm competing, I'm controller. Like, okay. I just it, it's like I you know it's second nature. It's like riding a bike. Sure. I go I would go right back to that. When you're playing under pressure, you don't have time to think about oh well I got to press E instead of pressing right, left right. bumper, you know. And I, I've been playing mouse and keyboard for you know for almost 25 years. I've been I started with Starcraft and Warcraft. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been playing shooters since Quake uh, in 2000. So wow. I, I know how to use a mouse and keyboard. I've been using it a ton on Valorant, Counter-Strike. Yep. So I, I'm very comfortable with it. But as far as Halo is concerned, they, I, there's just, I can't, I mean, I, I can play right. just fine, but I can't play up to my full potential. So that's when I throw the controller on when I'm playing against, like, you know, top professionals, some of the best players in the world, you know? You're making me want to go as soon as this podcast ends and go and try and play some Halo 5 and properly on Xbox and see how it feels. But yeah, um, Halo 5 Forge, the mouse and keyboard controls don't quite feel right. I don't know if, you, if you've tried that specifically, but, like, where is, where is Halo 6? Oh, on the PC? Yeah. Where is Halo? Uh, yeah, it's two and three? it's very sluggish. There's input mm. lag for the mouse and keyboard. I was very yeah. confused about that because the controller feels unbelievable. Like the yeah. the gamepad feels perfect. The, yeah. If the game played like that since day one, I probably would have never stopped competing. Right, right, yeah. That and that's the issue is that everything everything feels so good in MCC, but in Halo Five, on I, I just I I even playing a silly custom game, I just it feels bad on mouse and keyboard. So yep. I would love to see them yep. properly. And and I know there's there's been a lot of debates that I've seen online. Should they shouldn't they put Halo Five on M60? Toby thinks they will. I'm uh, I don't know either way. Like it's a big game. It's over a hundred gigabytes are, of game. No, they're they what three four three are doing this year and next year. Like I say, they're making it count. They're going for a home run. They want the world to remember. This is what 343 did for Halo, and this is why the guys at 343 are going to have jobs for the next decade to two decades. Here's the thing you don't yeah, know. I think he's, I think he's right. I think uh, the big thing about them not having it on PC for the past five years, like they only had Forge, um, is that they do have the plan to integrate it into the PC version of the Master Chief Collection and, and have it sell on on there and that way they mm -hmm. can sell all their halos and they can bring everybody into the franchise instead of just selling halo 5 yeah. by itself uh but yeah the, the, the secret that you don't know toby what they're going to do actually is when infinite comes out in order to access the master chief collection you have to load up halo infinite and yeah. it's just a bad master chief <laughs> collections like a like a thing inside infinite <laughs> oh man I wouldn't, do you know what you joke about that 
I wouldn't be surprised if there was some portal between both games um, or some. Imagine if you've got if you've got access to both games, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's they like, did that. They want people playing you, Halo. You load up, you load up, you load up Halo Infinite. You end up in the hub world. You know you're Master Chief, and uh, you can go out onto the onto the Halo ring. You know, and you can go and explore and play Infinite. Or if you turn around, there's actually a couch with a TV and a console, and Master Chief can go down. <laughs> go sit down, pick up the controller, and then you play as Master Chief playing <laughs> old Halo games. That's, that's hey, a little Inception there. I yeah, like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually not too dissimilar. I mean, in Reach, right, that with a Halo 1 multiplayer that came out, didn't you access certain bits of Halo Reach's multiplayer through Halo 1 or something like that? Like, Yeah, well, not really. What happened was it was two separate um, companies making the game. So there was one company making the the you know, the remake of the campaign. And then there was one company that was remaking Reach multiplayer. They were making Reach multiplayer maps um, that were based on Halo 1 maps. And that's that's what that multiplayer side was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different possibilities. Let, let's touch on Halo because well, we've, we've touched on Halo Infinite a little bit. But Nighty, I want to get okay. your I want to get your full All opinions. Right. Like, I, right. are you looking forward to it? There is no words to describe right, how much good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think, I think, um, I think I was stuck in a rut for a while because I, I got this big passion for Halo early on in my life when I was like 11, 12, and I, I played with friends. I competed worldwide. I, you know, got to a certain level, and it started to get stale for me. Like the competitive scene started to get, uh, like I didn't have the same love for the game. And um, and now that I'm on the other end of things, I've, I've retired as a competitor back in 2014. Uh, for the past six years, I've been dedicating myself to content creation. And 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 with that side of things, I found a new love. I found a new passion for Halo. And this is possibly the first time that I've truly been super, super, super excited for the next Halo title. I didn't really know what to expect with uh, ODST, so that was a surprise for me. Um, I knew that there was going to be differences for Reach, and I was kind of happy to see what hit, you know, a hit scan DMR was going to be like, and blah blah blah. But um, yeah, this this is the first time I've really felt this way about Halo since possibly before Halo Two. Um, wow. I, I cannot describe like, cause there's so many possibilities, right? Like I'm, I'm worried about the observer mode. I'm worried, I'm worried about how we're going to be able to broadcast our events in the, in the quarantine. We need to be able to have the remote capability to put on good online tournaments and we need to have a working observer mode right out of the gate. I'm also worried about our forge mode. I want to make sure that it's perfect. I want to make sure that the community has the ability to really put out the best maps possible for our esports side and for our, uh, you know, our casual side. And I also want to make sure that we have our custom browser because the custom browser is unbelievable. Playing the Halo 5 Forge on PC, I mean, th that should have been in Halo yeah. decades, a decade they're, ago. Like, they're adding, that they're adding a one to the MCC, aren't they? By the end of this year. Boy, I hope so, man, because that is one heck of a feature to have. Because, I mean, that's probably like Halo's bread and butter, honestly. Like in Halo 1, I remember going to 16-man lands where we'd have four TVs spread out around the room. <laughs> we'd have a ton of people. It'd be like 20 or 30 people at a party, be eating some pizza, and we'd be playing like Warthog Wars because... I mean, that was what Halo was about, was about editing the, the settings and making them so that you could create, like, zombies and cops and robbers and cat and mouse. And, uh, dude, 
dude. That was, I that mean, was, that's what it's all about. That was our Halo Reach days. When we, it was when we were at college. And that was when, yeah, let's have 20 friends come over. Bring your TVs. Let's, yes. let's link them up. Yes. Like, I'm a little, a little too. I'm a little bit too young to have done it back in the in the sort of Halo CE days. How old are you? Uh, I'm 25. Okay. So, okay. So. Well, uh, it's six years difference. So right, not right, not, right. Too so, too, not too much different. Not too much different. But I didn't, uh, didn't really get into the online side of things until Halo 3 came out. That's, that's cool. I mean, it's really all the same bag, really. I mean, it's like you are going to want to experience the new custom games. Like Halo 3, really to me was like just unbelievable duck hunt and uh, yeah, yeah, uh yeah. doing the maze with uh the guy like that's chasing you but he's like really slow Fat the kids, whole time yeah. we were literally playing this like three weeks ago i mean this is this is the thing for me when halo 3 came out though i was like we need to do custom games night <laughs> when, I, when i was a kid playing halo 3 we like the i remember being you know got my xbox live headset in uh okay who did i recently play with oh they're playing custom games i have no idea who they are i'm gonna jump into their party and be that annoying 13 year old kid hey are you playing you just work out oh this is how the game mode works because they're also intuitive because they've been shared around on the file share and i, yep. I remember Bun bungie used to put up like particular maps of the week or games oh that's right yeah they were, they were thought the community had made that were really cool and there was some pretty weird stuff on the file shares as well <laughs> forge you know what i'm talking about um <laughs> there was you know it but it was wild and the way the bungee encouraged that creativity from whether it was content creation on rooster teeth side whether it was like hey griff ball that sounds like something fun we can do with or turning infection game types from custom games into official we're gonna put them out there game types and you can feel that love coming back now, like three four three. Yes, got capturing that yeah. in a bottle. Like, all right, yes. here we go. Everyone. I could not believe it that that when Halo Three came out on PC a month, however long ago it was, I could not believe that literally all of our friends that we used to play with back when we were at college suddenly everyone's on discord again everyone's online we're there with like with 12 13 players all just there <laughs> wanting to play custom games together and this lasted for like a solid two three weeks where we always oh, had, like man. i wanted to play some 4v4 but we always had too many people for that and uh, and it was getting to the point where it was like that's guys, a good guys, problem like, to have yeah right exactly it's the best <laughs> problem to have i was like guys like, i want to play some 4v4 but like please keep playing halo this is great um and it's just that's the power of Halo Three, and uh, I really hope that Infinite sort of lights that that same spark. It's, I mean, I'm glad that it's being delayed because I want it to be perfect. But there is that little bit of disappointment there. I was so looking forward to it. Oh, coming of course. This year. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think it was a very good idea. If you're not going to get it right, then keep on working on it. Keep yeah. keep making it happen. Yeah, you yeah. see one of the smartest development companies in the world, uh, CD Projekt Red, you know, uh -huh. they made Witcher 3. They made one of the best games of all time. They're working on w what looks to be one of the best games of all time. I mean, wow. I'm a huge fan of all of the gameplay I've seen from that so far. And they're delaying. You know, if, if you're a smart uh maker of anything it doesn't matter what art your art form you're on uh you're you're gonna you're gonna have a tough time with deadlines because the the art needs to come natural and uh that's what that's what 343 industries are they're artists so they need to have time with their art 
And it, there's also another, you know, chink in there is that there's the quarantine going on and you got to make sure that these, you know, because it's tough to work from home. Honestly, you've got to have the self-motivation of a god. Like, you've got to be ambitious oh, yeah. as hell to get up out of your bed immediately to your computer and bring your 110% A game. Uh, you don't have your boss over your shoulder. You don't have your cohorts with you to pump you up every day and to motivate you. You're just sitting, you know, at home. And yeah. so I'm sure it's very tough. I, I can't really speak for them at all. I can only really guess. It's only speculation. But I am very happy that it was delayed because I want the very best product to come out. We cannot have another Master Chief Collection happen if if that were to be the case ever again, uh, you know, it would just be too much for Halo to handle because yeah. Halo is is very fragile right now. It's in a state where we really haven't gotten the ball rolling as much as we sh really should have with Halo Five. I feel like Halo Five should have probably been more concrete and had some um, well, more features at uh, launch, right? Like big team battle, Forge. There was all missing. Yeah, I so I think that that almost over the hill on it though i think that like, i agree yeah yeah you know, reach one two three odst big successes for you know it's on on the horizon once they get through mcc and it's been perfect all that's left is infinite and if infinite is bad they still have mcc and it's still it's... gonna rock it for years to come. A year ago, That's a good I would way to look at it. Yeah. I, I like your, I like your, uh, I like your mentality. A year there. ago, I would have told you that if if uh, if Infinite was bad, game over. Day one, That's day one, not perfect, game over. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I feel like, I mean, people Reach was a little rocky. Obviously, there were these big sound issues that a lot of people were talking about. But it was, it was mostly good when it came out. And then it's been the same for CE and two and three was perfect when it came out on pc like literally day one perfect and yeah now they're improving the hit reg and stuff but that's stuff that's been wrong i believe ever since back in back in the halo original halo three days so like it, it's i think halo has picked up a lot of people's good graces again um what was what was nutty for me is when the master chief collection on pc was was first announced this is when I'd sort of spent my first year really not playing Halo because I've been focusing on other things. And I was excited to see the announcement. But what got me even more excited was then when I looked at Twitter. And obviously I follow a lot of different esports people from a lot of different games, a lot of Blizzard, a lot of Hearthstone people, which is kind of my, my professional background now. But what really got to me was that a lot of people that I follow on Twitter that I had no idea had any interest in Halo, they were tweeting about how hyped they are for Halo coming out on PC. And to me, that is just awesome. I love seeing other people getting excited about Halo again. It just, it, it gives me the tingles, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I feel the exact same way. It's something that's been a huge part of my life. It's affected every asset, or, I mean, facet of my mm -hmm. entire life. Uh, my courage, like I've become a more courageous person in general because of my competition. Like I've become uh, more independent because of my traveling. I've gone, you know, to countless uh, events. I've been to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of events where I've driven by myself. I've gone to the cities by myself. And, uh, you know, I was at a young age. I was 14, 15. And, uh, you know, I was I was making my way in the world through Halo. Halo was my my way into it all, much like a lot of people do through sports, through their soccer, um, you know, and baseball, like that was what Halo was for me. And I think the same can be said for even people that don't compete, like uh, like people like yourself who are casters and hosters, you know, people that host shows, yeah. they they got into, in, into Halo casually, sure. and then they became professional casters through Halo. Like, um, uh, you know, obviously Dan Gaskin mm -hmm. and, and Onset, 
they they had a love for Halo, and that's what brought them into the production world. And that's the exact same thing that's happened for me. I I always had a love for production. I always had a love for film, um, and the studio environment, and and how to work in theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, just something about uh, being being on camera and talking about the game that I love, talking about Halo. It just is a totally new experience. I've been doing it for four years, but it still feels so new. And and that's one of those things that like. It's just mm-hmm. unreal the feeling that I'm getting from being able to work on Halo, work major events, yeah. see people happy and excited about this game that I've loved for two decades. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. I, I mean, when when I was when I was young, I never knew that that video games could be a job in sort of. I never knew about esports when I was younger, and Halo Three was my favorite game growing up, and I think it always will sort of hold that place in my heart as as the okay. sort of game that, that shaped that, that sort of helped shape my life. But when I, uh, you mentioned Gaskin, I'm a good, me and Gaskin are good friends. We've spent many, many weeks in Poland together working on, working on Hearthstone Global Games for Blizzard. Uh, and this okay. was, it was it, back in 2017, it was like my first big esports job. Um, and I, I went, to, went to Poland for the first week and I, I met up with Gaskin and we were, I was chatting to him. Uh, we we're going to cast some Hearthstone together. And when I found out that he was a professional Halo caster, like suddenly <laughs> the child in me that had no, had never like oh, no. never linked the dots, never. <laughs> I was like mind blown. I was like, oh my god, I love you! And instantly, I was just fell in love with Gaskin just because he told me that. But he's yes. also one of the best competitors over there, as far as like talent is concerned. Mm-hmm. Like when I when we get to play together, like as like, um, you know, we'll get to sit down with like T squared Walshy uh elamite warrior we'll all sit down together and play uh, a little bit and and gaskin's usually the guy that's usually putting up really good numbers like he was a very very good competitor as well uh, and and i just have a lot of respect for him in both fields as a competitor and as a on-camera host i just think he is one of the most professional in our entire industry really all right toby we're gonna compete i'm gonna train you up we're gonna uh-huh. we're gonna compete okay Wait, wait to what is a duo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gaskin, you gotta get Gaskin, and yeah. then you gotta get a fourth. Uh, maybe I'll help. All right, all right. That's good. <laughs> I, I promise I'm more of a hindrance than a help. You do not want me. Uh, no, I'll train you up. I got this. I, I'm a good coach. I've coached before. I've trained people. I've I've made people really good. You you gotta you just gotta have a little faith, and uh, you're gonna go far, Toby. Do you know you, what you're saying, right, about this, about with Halo, and, and Dan, I've always thought you would be, it's always made sense to me that you should do some Halo casting at some point because you love it, right? And this story is really resonating with me, what you're saying about, like, you know, you're making your way in the world but through the video game that you love, and it's yep. a rewarding experience. Yep. You know, this was me, I was, all, again, same as you, into the theater stuff, into the content creation side, yep. always been fascinated by it. And then watching Dan, he was he was streaming Hearthstone and going, I wish I could make videos about my favorite video game. And the words weren't even out of my mouth before that eureka lightning bolt feeling of like, of course, everything opens up and suddenly it's like, of course I'm going to make videos about Pokemon. Why would I not make videos about Pokemon? I know Pokemon. I could talk about it for hours and days and I'm passionate about it. I, <laughs> I love it. And I can... And, being able to share in those conversations on the daily, you're definitely, we grew up at a time that I think video games were not yet a job. 
and if video games were a job, it was people making video games. And maybe and there was that there was that niche little right. esports scene, but I don't think that was as much in the UK, right? That wasn't that wasn't quite as big over yeah. here. Like it was just sort of now, starting up with insomnias and stuff. But yeah, 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 yeah. And that, I mean, obviously that event's been going on for so long now, and and now it's it's so much more than. I always say it kind of you you start with a very specialized in any industry with a very specialized like only the people who know how to make the thing do everything and then it's just opened up to so many more people and so many different ways of making it your job whether that's esports whether that's content creation whether that's you know playing or streaming or casting or fan art or whatever the thing is that you do um you know we see orchestras who their job is like i'm gonna orchestrate the soundtrack to like halo yeah or Pokemon or Zelda or whatever. Exactly. Um, and it's just becoming more and more accessible to anyone. And if you had asked any of us, what would you want to do when you grow up? You know, I would say, I want to be a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> you want to be the Master Chief and like, in a way, get to live that. And it's so exciting. I'm, I'm a little, sorry, like, I'm kind of far off being the Master Chief, I think. As you are the Master Chief. <laughs> uh, uh, a little ways off. Uh, a bit of a swerve, but you mentioned orchestra. Uh, Nighty, have you heard? Have you been listening to the soundtracks that have been released? I just finished it last night. The uh, post they had uh, through the trees. Yeah, uh, oh and goodness. I I love it. It's a it's both new and an ode to Marty O'Donnell's brilliant work with the series. Like yeah. he he's doing his new stuff. A and walk in the I woods, don't... isn't it? The original, the Halo One version of that of that song. Right, exactly. So it's it's adding to it, and I just love it. I think it's tremendous. Um. I, I do think that they're going to save the best tracks it for the game. I think we're going to hear the most original and exciting stuff once we actually get to sit down and play it. So mm -hmm. I don't think we really have to worry about that. I think they're just giving us little teasers here and there, and I think that's very smart. Uh, te teasers are not a bad thing. A lot of people are hating that they've been teasing us for so long, but I think if you give too much too soon, yeah. um, it really makes it old, and it makes the wait even worse. Yeah. So making these teasers happen over time is fine by me. Just keeping the game in the dark and you know, putting all of their effort into it, but releasing these little things here and there have been has been really incredible. I, it's like, um, you know, it's like when you're really really hungry and you eat that little bit of a you know something it, that it tastes so much better when it when you're when you're just when you're starving for it you know but but if you're full of like tons of you know walkthroughs of like demos and like 30 minute playthroughs and 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 then you get another kind of exciting playthrough then it's it's just not as special but that's just my take on it i know a lot of people are are hating it right now they wish that they had more multiplayer view um, but, but honestly, I, I don't, I don't, I really don't, I want to be surprised and shocked and, and just get to enjoy it when it comes out. Um, but yeah, as far as the music is concerned, I was always a huge fan of Marty O'Donnell's work Absolutely. and, and I just think they're doing it justice. I, I've got to admit, like, I, I thought Halo 4 had some good tracks, uh, not like loads and loads of them, not like full of classics like the original three, but like 117, for example, good track, Arrival, pretty good. Uh, and then I thought Halo oh, 5... Oh, you remember the names. Yeah, yeah, come on. I thought, I thought okay. Halo 5 had one good track, which is The Trial, which is the one that, that does have kind of like the, the original motif from the sort of original action, you know, to kill a demon from, from Halo 3 and that, that kind of music. Okay. But uh, the, so far, all of the music they revealed in Infinite just sounds so good. And I, what do you like? Uh, do you like the jazzy type feel and the kind of blue, like, like, like ODST, less... 
Yeah, for ODST, do you like the feel of it being like less of a uh, like because every now and then you'll get the heroic and battle themed Halo yeah. music, but yeah. mostly it's kind of somber. What do you like about that? Do you, do you like it? I think I think ODST has a very specific vibe, and the music for that game really works for that vibe. But generally with Halo, I'm a big fan of like the mystical and the monks and the, okay. and the sort of mass chief action music. Like that's sure. that's what I really like. And again, Halo Four strayed from that a little bit. Halo Five strayed from that even further. But so far, everything yeah. I've heard in in the Infinite soundtrack and the the newest track, a uh, walk through trees. Is that what it was called? Sounds walk so, through trees. Walk through, yeah. Sounds yeah. so good. Yeah, there's something special about walking out on a battlefield that has been like bullet ridden. There's dead bodies. There's blown up vehicles, and there's there's obviously been a ton of action. And you come in, and like it's a massive world. You just get to look at like tons of like canyons and buildings that you've never seen before. And all of a sudden, you hear the monks. You hear the epic, very very vis like visceral, mm. uh, just. It opens up the world with the music. The music creates the universe, really, for me. Um, and that's exactly what you're talking about. I think that yeah. that just that feeling is you cannot get that feeling anywhere else. I think I think Destiny really hit on it with their, you know, obviously uh, they they really did a great job at the atmosphere and Marty O'Donnell's work with it, getting to see the massive. Um, I think they're just. I think Bungie, what they created with their art direction, they, their art is just so tremendous yeah. and so darn good. They just do such a good job. I honestly don't think that Halo Three ever needed a anniversary. I don't think it ever needed a remastering because to this day, it's still one of the most beautiful games. It I've stands ever seen. up. It, it just, really stands up. It's crazy. It's, it's remarkable. The, the, it's it's honestly everything though. It's not just like graphics. If yeah. you if you look at the cinematography, if you look at the way they designed the maps, the way that they designed the animation, the way they designed the models, the way that they have the coloring, the coloring is is almost perfect. Like it, it just it's it's all tremendously thought out and it is absolutely a masterpiece. Uh, like I said before, the esports for Halo Three was very underwhelming for me, but as far as a game in general, it is a tremendous feat of video gaming. Uh, Halo Three is, it, I mean, it really is a swan song for sure. Halo Reach was a you know nowhere near its it, it, it by any means. ODST though, I think it's like. I think it's right there, honestly. Yeah. Like it's it's like the it's like the the sister to Halo Three. It just is is so beautiful, yeah. and it just has that different perspective as a weaker yeah. soldier. And you go in and, and you have that mindset that you're able to get killed instantly. Like as soon as you get shot by one needler, like just a single needler, your guy is like screaming in pain, and and you're just like, whoa, this is a new world. Like what am I experiencing here? Both games back to back. Like if if you love Halo Three, you gotta play ODST. And I love that they're doing this right now, where they're going back and forth between the games and giving the weapons to each other, yeah. and uh, and they're updating Halo Three. It's just such a good time to be a Halo fan, man. I I got I got to gush about this because I'm getting goosebumps. Okay. <laughs> In Halo ODST, they do this magnificent thing with the music right towards the end. I think it's the last track. I think it's called Finale or something. And yeah. I think it plays towards the end of the final mission where you and your squad are you know kind of doing almost like the equivalent of a halo run where you're in a warthog and you're you know blasting enemies and you're against some of the toughest of the tough just getting to the end of the mission and the music 
kind of, I want to say it flirts, the Halo ODST music flirts with Halo 3's music. And it's almost like you've spent the whole game on your own in isolation doing this niche own thing. And by the very end of the story, where the story meets Halo 3's story, because what's happening on the side of the road is like this, the whole Covenant stuff to do with Halo 3. It's at that moment when you're fully with your squad, like alone, yeah, you were weaker. But now with your whole team there, it's like you're as strong as the Master Chief right. as Halo and ODST and Halo 3 meet and become one. And it's so, I just, oh, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Um, I can't, I'm, I'm so envious and jealous of you that you get to play at night here. I, I just I, can't wait. I'm just hey man, not to too like, long, not too yeah, long, I'm brother. just looking forward to the feeling of, this sounds really stupid, but like, of just using that ODST pistol and popping some grunts in the head. And like, Dude. You know, getting out the plasma pistol, hitting the brute, and then switching to the pistol, popping yes. the brute. Oh man, the feeling. And using the mouse is so wonderful. Oh, like, I I, I cause like I've been playing a lot of Valorant. I'm, I'm like platinum ranked, which is no big deal, but it's like, I, I do have to have decent aim to be at that level. Yeah. So my, my aim has been on point with the mouse lately. And so I go to ODST and it feels crisp. It feels on point. And it's like, it's just, it's tremendous being able to get that noob combo off because that's a big part of being able to beat the campaign is able to get those plasma pistol shots out as fast as possible. I've saved my life so many times, whereas I possibly was, wouldn't be able to with a controller, um, you know, because mouse just allows for so much more freedom as far as where you're putting your grenades, where you're landing your plasma pistol shots. It just, it, you can have just pinpoint accuracy. And uh, that was one of the big moments for me in ODST was what was like, man, mouse and keyboard just feels so tremendous in this game. Yeah. I'm loving it. Uh, I hate that I'm rubbing it in for, for so many people right now. I feel like a <laughs> total dude, like, please do, like it, a, do it. A D bag right now. It's, uh, uh, you, know, you guys don't have long to wait. Honestly, oh, yeah. they're doing a tremendous job at fixing everything. Um, it's probably only going to be a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Well, that seems like a pretty good opportunity for me to wrap it up. But I'm so excited to play ODST. I'm so glad you're having a good time with it, Nighty. Uh, but now, of course, the important thing is self-promotion time. Where can these wonderful people watching live and watching on YouTube and listening on Spotify and iTunes, etc., where can they find you? Well, I'm very, very active on my social media, Twitter. That's where I like to put all of my, you know, uh, all of my events that I that I do where where I work because that's tr that's usually what I'm doing is I'm trying to create stuff for the community. I'm trying to be involved with Halo as much as possible. I I also work other jobs, working on Call of Duty and stuff. So uh, when I'm when I really am working my hardest uh, in, in Halo, I'm putting it up on Twitter. So just check out my Twitter at uh, 90s Night uh, with an S. And, um, and, it's, it. and you should be able to, you know, just see all the, the love I'm putting into my favorite franchise. And going into Infinite, I've, I've got a lot of big plans. I'm certainly going to be following what you're doing on Twitter. I can't wait to follow it and see Thank the you, events. Sir. Uh, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Toby, they're going to find you very soon, aren't they? Yeah, I'm going to be live uh, literally any second now, I think, as soon as this podcast's up. And I wish we had more time in this podcast because I would I would love to keep kind of <laughs> talking your ear off about ODST. And actually, I want to continue the discussion with the chat over there. So uh, twitch.tv forward slash Berkey Patobi. And if you want to find me anywhere, it's Berkey Patobi on everything. And I'm, I'm hyped. <laughs> and excellent. And of course, my name is Falcone. Podcone. The podcast is live every Wednesday at 3.30 p.m. British summertime. You can watch it on demand on youtube.com forward slash Falcone hosts. 
Uh, and you can listen to it on iTunes, Spotify, all of the podcasting apps. You just look for Pod Kearney. You can find me anywhere on any social media, Falconi hosts. But for now, thank you for watching, and we'll see you again next week.